Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am reading some excerpts from uh, a book by Watchman Nee called The Messenger of the Cross. May have done it before, probably will do it again. But I'm revisiting it because one of the assignment goals of Nancy McCrady Ministries is to reproduce as many messengers of the cross. And to do that, of course, I can only do that which depends on me. And then others have to decide that they want to join in and do the same and to be a messenger. So I'm just simply reading some excerpts with comments here and there. And uh, so I encourage you to take hold of this because as we read Galatians, as in all of the episodes here on Tent Talk, We want to be those who go with him ourselves, that we enter in for ourselves, as Jesus said in Luke 11.52 in the Amplified Classic, and then we want to be a big open door for others to get to him. So here we go, my friends. Thanks for being on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. Hey everybody, great to be together again with a fresh episode reading from The Messenger of the Cross by Watchman Nee. We are in chapter one. Now, over the last three episodes, I believe you've been listening to some archive uh, episodes um, entitled uh, Messengers in the Making, or maybe it was entitled The Making uh, of Messengers. But I hope that It gave you a little bit more comment and in-depth provoking um, on this aspect of what it means to really let the work be done in you that then life may be imparted through you, right? So I want to continue with the reading of The Messenger of the Cross. This is still in chapter 1. This is the section entitled, The Cross and Its Messenger, Personal Experience. In reading 2 Corinthians 4, we come to know the inner experience of this servant of the Lord. The secret to all Paul's works is found in this fragment, quote, So then death worketh in us, but life in you, close quote. That was 2 Corinthians 4, verse 12. He died daily. He allowed the death of the cross to work deeply in him so that others might have life. Whosoever does not know the death of the cross does not have the life of the cross for other people. Paul was willing to be in the place of death that others might receive life through him. Only the one who dies can give life. But how, Lord, to die? What is the real meaning of this death? This death is more than death to sin, to self, and to the world. It is deeper than all these. This death is the spirit which our Lord Jesus exhibited when he was crucified on the cross. He does not die for his own sins, since he has none. Let us recognize that his cross declares his holiness. He is crucified wholly for the sake of others." Hence, his death is due to his obedience to God's will, and such is the meaning of the death mentioned here. 
Thus, we need to be delivered to death, not only for our own sake, that we may die to sin, self, and the world, but also for the sake of obeying the Lord Jesus in enduring the hostility of sinners daily. Yes, we ought to let the death of the Lord so work in us that we may have real experience of dying to self and arrive at the state of holiness. But we should equally let the Holy Spirit do a deeper work in us by the cross so as to cause us to live it out. We must know the life of the cross as well as its death. Having the death of the cross, we die to sin and the old Adamic walk. But having the life of the cross, we daily live in the spirit of the cross. This means that in our everyday walk, we exhibit the lamb spirit of the Lord Jesus in suffering silently. 1 Peter 2.23, quote, Jesus, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. This death is a step deeper than death to sin and self and the world. May the cross become our life. May we become a living cross. May we magnify the cross in all things. The reason why Paul is able to impart life to people is because for him to live is the cross. He not only draws on the death of the cross negatively to eliminate what comes from Adam, he also takes the cross positively as his life and lives it out daily. Each day he apprehends the meaning of the cross of the Lord Jesus, and each day he exhibits the lamb life of the Lord Jesus. Always bearing about in the body the dying of Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our body. 2 Corinthians 4.10. He is willing to be always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in his mortal flesh. Verse 11. In his experience, therefore, Paul may be pressed on every side, yet he is not straightened, perplexed, yet not unto despair, pursued, yet not forsaken, smitten down, yet not destroyed. Mm, That's verses 8 and 9. He always allows the death of the Lord Jesus to work in his life. Verse 12. A death that can work must be a working death. The life of death, even the life of the cross. For the sake of the Lord Jesus, Paul is ready always to be delivered to death. Notwithstanding unpleasant words, high-handed attitudes, cruel persecution, or unjustified misunderstanding, he is quite willing to bear them all for the Lord's sake. Paul will not open his mouth when he is delivered to death. Like his Lord who could ask the Father to send twelve legions of angels to help him, he will under no such circumstances adopt man's way to avoid these unpleasantries. He would rather have the living death of Jesus, the life and spirit of the cross, worked in him so as to show forth the spirit of the cross in all his dealings. He reckons the cross as all-powerful because it enables him to be willing for the sake of the Lord Jesus to be delivered to death and to suffer persecutions and hardships of the world. 
How very deep the cross has worked in Paul's life. Yet how good it would be if we too would bear in our bodies the dying of Jesus. Who is the person today who is able to tell the Lord that he is willing to die, willing not to resist when he is put under all sorts of opposing and grievous circumstances? Yet if we desire other people to have the cross, we must let that same cross govern our own walk first. For it is only as the cross is allowed to burn into our own heart through the fire of sufferings and adversities that we shall be able to reproduce it in the hearts of other people. In other words, the life of the cross is that life which truly practices the Lord's Sermon on the Mount. See Matthew chapters 5 through 7. The text in 2 Corinthians 4 tells us plainly that we are not just preaching. We are manifesting the life of the Lord Jesus, verses 10 and 11. We are to let this life flow out from us. It is only when we bear in our bodies the dying of Jesus by our always being ready for Jesus' sake to be delivered to death that we are able to manifest the spirit of the Lamb of Calvary in the things we suffer for him. Whether such things be in respect to our name, our soul, or even our physical body. In so doing, there issues forth from us the life of Christ. Verses 10 and 11. How sad, though, that we too often take the easy road, not realizing that there is no shortcut to the manifestation of the life of the Lord Jesus. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. Verse 12, the you here refers to the Corinthian believers together with all the Christians elsewhere. They are Paul's audience. Since the dying of Jesus has worked in his experience, he is able to cause the life of Jesus to work in his audience too so that they might have spiritual life. The word life employed here is zoe in the original Greek, meaning spiritual life, the highest life. What Paul can offer to men is not merely his speech, thought, and a wooden cross. He offers to them the spiritual life of the Lord Jesus himself. This spiritual life can work in them until they shall arrive at the goal of the message which Paul preaches to them. This is not an empty verbal exercise, but is an operation of the supernatural life and power of God that makes entrance into the parched spirit of his audience, thereby causing them to receive the life of the cross which the apostle of God proclaims. We must reach this aim in our preaching of the cross or else never be satisfied until it is so. To sum up then, All who do not live the cross, as Paul did, can heartily expect to obtain the result which Paul had. If we ourselves are not crucified men and women, we will not be able to impart life to people in the preaching of the cross. Well, my friends, there you have it. That is some serious, provoking reading today. And I pray that you will take it in. And then you'll ask Holy Spirit, what is this saying? What are you speaking to me? Go into the Word. Look at the verses that were read. Uh, Look at their context. Be encouraged, my friends. Listen to me carefully. 
God is not going to require something of you that he has not given you the full ability, the full grace to be able to live out. And he won't require it of you until he's brought you to that point of maturity. Don't worry, you're probably not going to have to die for the gospel's sake today if this is the first time you've ever heard anything like this. But there comes a point where we must understand and know as his sons, uh, as uh, the bride of Christ, as the temple of Holy Spirit, as who we are to them and to our generation, my friends, is that at first he must make it real in us. And he will speak to us. So this is prompting me into uh, interjecting possibly the chapter out of the book Ultimate Intention, where it talks about learn these distinctions. It's very important that we learn to discern the distinctions between those sufferings we bring on ourselves, those things which are an attack of the enemy, those things which are on the path of our assignment and our oneness with the Father, and those things that just come because it's, it's, we live uh, in this world. We must understand that because, my friends, I'm not going to submit to stupid, senseless, satanic sufferings. They don't, re, uh, they don't bring any reward to the kingdom. Uh, they don't give any glory to God. They end up leaving you just bitter because sometimes we self-impose things on ourselves. Sometimes we are submitting to the flesh of other people. Come on. If you're not called to submit to your own flesh, you're not called to submit just randomly to the flesh of other people. Now, if persecution awaits me because I'm following the uh, flow and order of my father and what he's telling me to do, right, then that's different than me just continuing to submit to the abuse of another person, you know, just because I think I have to, to be a nice Christian, right? Do we need these distinctions? Yes, we do. So it's possible that in the next episodes, I may interject a chapter from Ultimate Intention to bring some depth to what we have just read in The Messenger of the Cross. Now, this brings home the point that discipleship is a process, my friends. It's not a program, right? That there's an organic ebb and flow to your maturing and growing up. Too many people just hear, oh my goodness, if I go with God, I might have to be, you know, uh, enduring persecutions, and I surely don't want that, so I'm going to back up, you know, because if I keep going with God, the devil might really come after me. My friends, if you're thinking like that, the devil's already got you. You're, you're misinterpreting. You are not discerning properly and possibly not even giving God opportunity to mature you in his love, in his voice, in his wisdom, in his ways, so that you'd be more than willing and more than able to endure whatever's coming. Some people can endure success. <laughs> Do you understand? There could be great success ahead of you as you go with God. And for some people, they can't endure that because they don't have the maturity and the love and the wisdom of God. It's not just the persecutions and sufferings. It is success that takes away many people because they can't endure it. They get caught up in it. Mm, okay, too many things to say here. So, all right, this is it for today. And listen in the days ahead as we continue uh, in this depth of work of what it could really mean to be messengers of the cross uh, at this moment of history. All right. Love you all. Until next time. 
For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.